0: We live on the brink every day. We stand on the threshold between this world and the next one. We live and move between the ordinary and the divine, between the mundane and the mystery. Too often, we forget to look up and see the angels in our living room. We forget that the love that we give and live is a sign of eternity. God with us right now. We forget that company is coming. Luke tells us that God's favor came to a girl, an ordinary girl. It might have been you or your daughter. It might have been the girl down the street or your grandchild. But the messenger of God came and greeted her and said, the Lord is with you. What a gift and a promise. Emmanuel, God is with us. We light these candles with peace in our hearts for the promise of proximity, the nearness of God. Even when we forget to listen, to lean into the presence, God is as close as our own breath. This, in a confused and confusing world, is the peace that passes all understanding. It is the peace that knows the company is coming. O come, O come, Emmanuel.
1: Good morning, and welcome to First Baptist Church of Salt Lake City, and this, the fourth Sunday of Advent, when we light the love candle. Uh, I pray that you and your family are doing well as we approach Christmas, and I pray that you're finding ways to make it special. Many of our traditions uh, have had to be curtailed because of the pandemic going on right now, not the least of which is our ability to gather in this beautiful sanctuary and enjoy the Christmas Eve service. Uh, I am grieving that along with you. I really am going to miss that this year. But uh, I pray that you are finding ways to make the season special nonetheless. Uh, This morning, why don't we begin by opening up in prayer. Our loving and gracious God, we joyfully gather here in our hearts with you and with each other as we worship this morning. We pray that you would uh, just help us to make the most of Christmas this year. Help us to... Uh, find creative ways to make it special, and maybe even start some new traditions. Help us to remember that the focus of that celebration is really about experiencing anew the birth of Christ into our lives and into the world. May you remind us of that in many different ways. Be with us this morning as we uh, open up your word and hear what you have to say to us. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. This morning our text comes to us from Luke chapter 1 verses 26 through 38. In the sixth month of the, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary and he came to her and said, Greetings favored one. The Lord is with you. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever and his kingdom. Of his kingdom there shall be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child will be born that will be born will be holy and he will be called Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth in her old age is also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren, for nothing would be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here I, here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. May God add a blessing to this reading of the text and cause it to be the inspired word for us today. Henry Wadsworth Longfellow wrote a great poem called Christmas Bells in which he coined the phrase, peace on earth, goodwill toward men. Uh, And it's been turned into a a wonderful Christmas hymn, uh, which I love. It's one of my favorites. Uh, But I also, I I really like John Gorka's uh, melodic and almost uh, melancholy music that he put to those same words. And I think it expresses Uh, an important sentiment for us to be sharing right now, the wish and the desire for peace on earth and goodwill toward all people. The bells on Christmas Day, their old familiar carols play. Wild and sweet, the words repeat: "Of peace on earth, goodwill to men." Peace on earth, goodwill to men. I thought how, as the day had come, the belfries of all Christendom. And rolled along the unbroken song Of peace on earth, goodwill to men Peace on earth, goodwill to men In despair I bowed my head There is no peace on earth, I said For hate is strong and mocks the song Of peace on earth, good. Ring the bells more loud and deep God is not dead nor doth he sleep The wrong shall fail, the right prevail With peace on earth, good will to man Peace on earth, good will to men. I heard the bells on Christmas Day Wild and sweet the words repeat Of peace on earth, good will to men Peace on earth, good will to men Peace on earth, good will to men Can you imagine? Hey Mary, hey I've got some good news for you You're going to have a baby how is this good news? How is this a blessing from God? Here is Mary, unmarried, just a young girl, poor. Then she has to pack up and travel to Bethlehem in her ninth month and have a baby in, a, in the hay in the barn. The original reader would have been just as shocked as we are at this young woman's situation. It reminds me of my time as a youth pastor I had a few young people come to me with the news that they had gotten pregnant unexpectedly. These young people were always so scared. They were often racked with guilt and shame and they were concerned about what everyone was going to think about them. And they were so frightened to tell their parents what had happened and really me for that matter. And they just... Didn't know what to do. Mary's story would have been even more difficult in the world Mary lived in. She might have been kicked out of her family. She may have been banished from her entire community. Or even worse, she could have been stoned to death. The first people who read this story in Luke would have known the implications of what Mary was facing when she announced that she was Pregnant. It makes one wonder this is what it means to be favored by God? I tend to think that God has a a strange sense of humor. When God favored Noah, he had Noah build an ark out in the middle of nowhere where there wasn't any water to be found. And then he had to tend a menagerie of animals for several months out on the high seas. When God showed Moses a little attention, he has to confront his adopted family and then wander around the wilderness with a bunch of complainers. Joshua was given the promised land, and the minute he crosses the Jordan into it, he and his people have to go to war to defend it. Jeremiah had to deliver the bad news of exile to his people, and they threw him into a deep hole for his efforts. And Daniel spent the night with lions. Hosea was told to marry a prostitute, called as a prophet, had to marry a prostitute. Read Hosea, it's a great story. But it also displays how God has a strange way of showing favor. When I see the word favor, I think I should be getting a good deal. I think God should be making things a little easier for me. I think I should be treated better than other people. Maybe get the better job, or get a better home, or get a better car. All the perks, the good parking space, the big piece of chicken at dinner. That's what favored means to me. But it seems that what God means when God says you are favored is get ready for some tough times ahead. Like much of life, The favor that is shown to us by God is one of trust and responsibility. God shows us favor by entrusting us with God's vision, mission, and ministry. We are shown favor in the form of a calling, a calling to which we are responsible and one to which we should respond and live out. If I were Mary, I might have said, hey, God, you know what? Don't do me any favors. But that's not what Mary said. As we heard last week when we covered the Magnificat, which is a little out of order, but that's what we did. Mary sings a completely different song. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed for the mighty one has done great things for me and the ho- and holy is his name Mary sees that she, that her path and that her pain and discomfort will bring something remarkable to the rest of the world she sees that what she has been given is the chance and the means to make a difference. She sees that glory is not something that is bestowed, but something that is a result of your faithfulness and God's favor. God's glory shines in Mary's embrace of God's favor and the resulting blessing that comes from it, the blessing that we experience as we come to know Christ. Mary, Jesus' mother, reminds us that the reality That, that really worthwhile stuff comes out of the struggle. The most meaningful strides humanity has made were difficult and even seemingly impossible. Jesus lives this reality out as the one who came to show God's favor to the whole world and was made to hang on a cross to get there. We in this community are favored and are called to live out God's favor in faithfulness. And this will not be easy, and it may not even be fun. But what it will be is lasting and important. I don't know where we will be as a church in the next few years. It's hard to be futuring during this pandemic. But God is looking at us, wondering what we are going to do with all of this favor. We have this giant building. We have the, these mission-minded people eager to do something to transform the world. We have this big city that needs the ministry this church does. It will be interesting to see where God is taking us in the next few years. Right now we are all saying, including myself, but the pandemic. But it feels like God is saying, what about it? The job still needs to get done. The calling is still in play. Figure it out. I think in a few years from now, we will look back on this time and we will say to ourselves, man, that was hard. But man, that was worth it. Let us pray. O oh, loving and gracious God, as we hear this message from Mary, this encouragement to embrace the struggle that comes with being favored by God. May we as a church and we as individuals recognize God's favor in our lives and the challenges it brings and the empowerment it brings to do mighty things. May all that we do as a church and as a people glorify God. We ask this in the name of Christ. Amen. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Now go in the hope and the peace and the joy and the love of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you and God
2: bless.